Lots of people make the mistake with campaigns in too soon adding them to your general newsletter. I say, look, adding them to your general newsletter too quick is not a good idea because guess what happens? Maybe they don't know you and your general newsletter is just adding lots of value, but they, they don't know your story yet. They don't know, they haven't seen your best foot forward yet. They're just seeing your, your weekly or your monthly newsletter. I tell people, think about the story arc of what you want a new person to know about you. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. 
Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. How do you figure out your campaigns and prioritize them? So big question, I know. We'll talk about that today, as well as some of the other questions that you've asked us. Uh, you know, these, these things you've been seeing me do with featured videos, which we'll talk about. Uh, how do you get more discipline in creating content and stay on track, Brendan? Uh, how do you deal with systems? Which systems do you use and, and which ones should you use for what, when, where, in your development of your career? And what do you do with the situations in which you want to pull out your hair and punch other random strangers in the face for no reason, except that your systems suck and you're upset about it. Okay, we'll cover all that today. It'll be fun. So let's talk about campaigns right now and what we mean when we say a campaign in this context today. And I'll give you some insights about thinking about it. Now, I know uh, I'm kind of in that difficult situation. Some of you are very experienced. Some of you have never done this before. So I kind of got to baseline everybody here first and foremost. When we're gonna talk about campaigns today, we're gonna to talk about evergreen campaigns, okay? Evergreen campaigns, EV. Evergreen means you set it and you kind of forget it, or you set it up and it starts running and then it just runs all the time, okay? Now, it doesn't mean you can really forget it because you have to check the stats and change audiences and see how it's going, but we'll talk about that. So let's talk about campaign one, campaign two. Now, I need to make some presuppositions before we say, how do you prioritize them? I need to assume you've built them. So if you have not done that, let's talk about how you would build a campaign. Now, I'm going to build with you just kind of a theoretical framework of how to think through any campaign. So what I'm going to draw on this applies to all campaigns, okay? I'm just going to give you a little framework for thinking through all your online marketing campaigns, okay? All of your online marketing campaigns, you can think of kind of in the same way, okay? All of it. So first, you gotta think you're gonna have to have a traffic source, and that traffic is gonna come into, at some point, either a gate, which means an opt-in page in our world, okay? A gate, or directly to a sale. Right? So you're driving traffic either to a, a gate. That means it just they have to give you something to enter. So an opt-in. They enter their name and email as an example. Okay. Now opt-ins can be they opt in to give you, they give you the gate can be text this number, you know, or text this code word to this number. So that's why a lot of people say, Brendan, you're starting to use this word gate, and I've only heard you ever use opt-in. Yeah, I'm doing that because now we're moving into more of a mobile world. And sometimes the gate, the, the entry fee is them texting a code. So for some of you, you're gonna hear a campaign uh, as an example, like one of my traffic sources right now, I'm running radio ads and the radio ad says, it doesn't even drive them to a web page at all. It just says, hey, to start participating in this campaign, text your you know, textbook to this number, all right? So we're starting to run that as an example. So that's why I'm using the word gate, not just opt-in. But traditionally, if we're on the web, we're just driving them to an opt-in page or to a sale, okay? Now, people often say, well, which one should I do, Brendan? Right, that's where they start getting a little stuck. They're like, 
should I drive traffic via email or Facebook ads or other traditional media into an opt-in or a sale? And the only question is, well, what is your goal there? If your goal is just to get a quick sale because you don't really have a funnel or a business yet, meaning even if you got their email, you couldn't do anything with it. You're just not really structured that way. Or let's say you're selling cupcakes. You know, your goal is to get them to buy the freaking cupcake or the thing or the widget, right? So it just depends on, usually what I tell people is how long can you set up to talk with them after they give you an email, as an example. Do you have other things to sell? If you have other things to sell and you have the opportunity to, uh, and you can set up an autoresponder sequence that goes for a while, then what I say is, well, drive them to an opt-in page. Get their email, right? If you're selling something that is, let's say, super low tier, this is anything below $10, okay? If you're selling a book or a digital download, a PDF for $7, then I would say, sure, drive them just directly to the sale, right? That's fine too. Now you're gonna say, well, which one? I, I don't know, I, I'm still unsure which one to do. Then do both and see which one prints you more money. Hey, marketing. Okay, so from there, what we wanna do no matter what is continue the conversation. If they gave us that email, right? If they gave us the email, we can either drive them to now a sale or more value. A sale or more value. Now, people say to me, well, Brendan, which one? And I say, what's your goal? Okay, again, if your goal is to make quick ROI, like you need to get paid real fast, let's say you're running this traffic as ad traffic, you got their email, now you wanna make some money and you need to make it soon, then what you could do is you could teach a little bit in a sales video. Let's say, make this like three minutes, five minutes of teaching, then sell something. Okay, so you can get a fast ROI. If you're into longer term brand building or you're building to an expensive thing, value, right? Add value without selling. Just give them another video as an example, okay? So for those who ask about how I do it, what I do is I run majority traffic via ads, okay? So Facebook ads and YouTube ads, I drive them to an opt-in page to get their email, and I don't do a sale. I usually drive them into value. And because for me, I have lots of things I can offer, and I'm more focused on longer-term brand building because of what I wanna do in the space. Okay, so it's a personal goal. Lots of people, especially if you're starting out, please hear me, especially if you're starting out and you don't have many things to sell, you just got one thing, I would highly recommend you drive your traffic either to a sale or if you're really trying to list build as a priority, build your list by getting the email and then going right to a sale. So they, let's say opt in for a free webinar that will teach you how to do X, you know, better, okay? Then they watch the webinar and at the end of the webinar, they sell, you sell something, okay? Same thing could be for video. Opt in to get this free video that teaches this amazing thing. And once they opt in, you give them the video, it teaches the amazing thing. And at the end, 
you sell something. So particularly if you don't have good cash flow, particularly if you don't have lots of products, particularly if you need to make sure this money prints out something fast and you choose the opt-in, if you are a newbie and in any of those situations, sell something, okay? Just sell something. You got their email, you can follow up with them later, okay? But sell something. For most people who are beginning, I go sell something sooner than later. So for those who are like, how do I build it shorter? I'm like, sell something. Get the email, teach something, and sell it. Okay, you got it? Then the campaign continues on, okay? If they, if they bought something, okay, awesome. If they didn't, awesome. You're going to continue this process the whole time. You know, value for sale. It just keeps going, okay? People often ask, well, Brendan, how much, how long, okay? What I mean, they say, well, how long between these things? Okay, this, they opt in and they get the offer. This is day zero, okay? Day zero, it's right away, it's super fast, okay? This, when you keep in touch with them, this is day, this is either the next day or within four days, okay? Same thing, you're just gonna keep communicating that with them within a four day period until you get down to what we just call, uh, let's just call it the sale plus deadline. And let's call that day 10 through 15. And we're just gonna call this deadline. All we're saying is run some ads to get their email. Once you get their email, deliver them some value and make a sale. Then, from there, send them some more stuff a couple days later, or make another sale via your copy, via you know, email, or via your video. And then you just continue that process. You just decide how long you wanna continue the sales cycle or the value cycle. That's the biggest question in campaign building. Okay, let me ask, tell you again. The biggest question in campaign building is you sitting down and go, how long do I want to add value or have the sales cycle go? It's the biggest strategic question outside of knowing what you're selling. Okay, how long do I add value or make the sales cycle? Okay, when you are doing ads, if you are paying, okay, if this is ad traffic, you want to make sure that you've got at least, if, if even if you're like, I just want to add lots of value and get them in and take care of them, give love to the peoples. I still want to make sure that you make an offer within 15 days, okay? And within that same 15 days, you have a deadline for that offer for them. Very, very important, okay? Because you have to be able to gauge your return on investment. And most people, what they do is they kind of wait for the return on investment for 30 days because they hear me say that I can do that. Well, I wait for my ROI, sometimes 60 days, 90 days and longer. I don't care. I already made my money, right? I'm, I'm at this stage of my career, I'm more into building the brand, adding the value. I'm less worried about the immediate ROI. But if I was beginning, please hear me, I'd be like, opt-in, sale, okay? Then the next video, I'd teach them stuff and sell it again. Then I'd, next video, I'd teach them stuff, sell it again. Then I'd have an email sequence 
that explained this is expiring, 24 hours left, bye. There'd be at least three emails that were literally just saying, this is the last, I'm gonna tell you about it, deadline. Now, some people say, well, how do you do that if these are evergreen campaigns? Well, the copy in the email is just truthful. It says, you know, hey, Barbara, in 72 hours, this offer for you expires. And that's what it is. That particular offer, that's when she sees it at that, that end mark, you're never gonna tell her about it again. It's kind of like, think about it, it's like a first time person in your community, you make a special offer to them, but you never offer it again. Does that make sense? So Barbara, in 72 hours, this thing expires, hit reply with your number one question. Barbara, in 48 hours, I, I see you still haven't signed up yet. Um, please uh, make sure you see all the details are down below. Let me know if you have any questions. Barbara, 24 hours left. Make sure you check it out. Last one. Barbara, you know, today's the last day I'm going to tell you about this and give you this opportunity to get in this special offer. Here's what it's all about. Please do it by midnight tonight. Right? That's all. Please do it by midnight tonight. That's it. It doesn't have, you don't, you're not saying uh, this expires for the rest of the universe uh, by midnight tonight. So it's not, a, in other, it's not false scarcity. It's saying, Barbara, this is the last time I'm telling you about it and the last time I'm offering it to you, okay? Now, if you're more advanced than that, technologically, you can use things like uh, expire links. Like if you're in Fusionsoft or other tools, that allow you to do expire links, you can make it a real deadline technologically. What that means is if Barbara clicks that link and there's an hour left on the deadline, she sees the page. And when she's on that page, she sees the offer. But if she clicks the link after the deadline and you set it up with an expire link, it doesn't take her to that offer anymore. It takes her to a different page. You can set it to take a different page where it says, sorry, you missed it, Barbara. And you can do a downsell right? But you can literally set the link as a timed link that after a certain amount of time that, that your system says, hey, we delivered the email, let's say on Monday and on Tuesday, if she clicks it and I, we said it expired on Monday, it goes to a different place. That's called an expire link strategy. And that way it really is a real deadline for her technologically. Because if she clicks that link anymore, it's not there anymore. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, some people get all worried about the two. I just say, look, if you're just starting, don't worry about the technical thing, just use copy. That's what I did. I just say, Barbara, this is the last time I'm telling you about this offer. I'm not gonna tell you about it ever again after midnight tonight. It's your chance to get this amazing thing. Please don't miss out. Please let me know if you have any questions. Brendan, right? It's like a Dear John letter, like I'm breaking up with her if she doesn't do it, <laughs> you know? So that's the type of strategies that go into any campaign, right? Any campaign that you're going to do. I hope that serves you in thinking through this. Now, here are some things that you're seeing though, if you're an astute student, you're noticing these empty boxes, aren't you? Right? What goes in these empty boxes? And this is where campaigns are getting more evolved, more fun, and they're making you more money, which is a good thing, okay? This, once they come into your world, whether the gate or the sale, one part of the campaign now is 
RT. What does that stand for? Stands for retargeting. So guess what? Lots of people hit your opt-in page. Guess what? They didn't give you their email. Matter of fact, probably from cold traffic, over 70% of people probably didn't give you their email. So what do you do? Just quit on them? No, you have retargeting set up on that opt-in page that runs an ad at them, directing them where? To your sale again or to your value. Make sense? They still didn't buy? Retarget them, drive them again to their sale or value. Didn't buy? Retarget them again, sale or value. This is where campaigns are becoming very, very modern and advanced. My goal and job for you here specifically is always tell you what's out front, what's new, what's working now. So if you're like, this is more advanced than I'm ready for, good for you. You should be learning things that are happening now that are more advanced. Look, when I learned about retargeting, I'm like, I don't know how to do that, but I didn't stop. I said, well, I don't know how to do that. I guess I'd better learn. So I did the same thing that you can do right now. I went over to Facebook, I went, or I went over to Mr. Google, typed in Google, Facebook retargeting. And Facebook has all these pages to explain it to you because guess what they want you to do? Spend money with them. So they do a good job explaining it to you and you can write into them too and say, I don't get it. And they're like, well, here's a tutorial. It's easy. Or go, I don't know, do something crazy. Go to YouTube and type in how to do Facebook retargeting. That's it, okay? And watch. I didn't know how to do that. And it's very important for you to hear this. I didn't know how to do any of this at all. I had to teach myself, get courses, go to seminars, ask people just like you are. So don't lose faith in yourself just because this might sound advanced. My job to you, that's why you're paying this to be with me every month, is I'm always gonna tell you where the market's going. I'm gonna tell you where that puck is at and help you skate there faster than other people. It's why this group found out about Facebook Live Video almost four months before anyone else in the marketplace because I'm lucky to have insight from what's going on in the world before most people. And I just share, I'm like, hey, here's what's coming, pay attention. Well, too many people are not doing a good job on retargeting. And by the way, I'd raise my hand on that. I don't think I was good at that last year at all, right? I'm good. We're getting better because I'm realizing how important it is. Including a retargeting campaign into any existing campaign that doesn't have it has proven to increase the ROI by 25% or higher in the general marketplace. 25% more money. That's what that means, okay? When you, when you uh, factor for spend too, so that means 25% more, it doesn't mean uh, counting how much you spent on the retargeting ads. So think of any campaign that's running, whether it's live, right? You're doing it actively, make sure you're retargeting, or if it's a campaign where you are, uh, it's on Evergreen, you can set up those pages for retargeting, again, to your value or your sales sequences. So this is a big, traditional, complex, but also complete campaign, okay? Now this only goes 15 days, right? If you're in my world, if you opt into anything that I'm doing, man, I I'm gonna email you now after the sequence, I'm gonna start you on a new campaign sequence, and that's gonna take you total throughout our, our, our um, funnels, 
I think we're up to 190 plus days of conversation before you're brought into my general newsletter, okay? Before you're brought in. So what you wanna think about is Evergreen, it gives you the opportunity to run great content and training to them as long as you can, and many offers you can, because guess what? You get to put your best foot forward. Lots of people make the mistake with campaigns in too soon adding them to your general newsletter. I say, look, adding them to your general newsletter too quick is not a good idea because guess what happens? Maybe they don't know you and your general newsletter is just adding lots of value, but they, they don't know your story yet. They don't know, they haven't seen your best foot forward yet. They're just seeing your, your weekly or your monthly newsletter. I tell people, think about the story arc of what you want a new person to know about you, right? So that's why when you opt into my stuff, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not immediately, I'm, I'm, I want that ROI if I can, especially on, again, lower price points, like a book offer. I'm, I mean, I get that ROI that same day or pretty quickly. But the evergreen autoresponders that go out, I mean, it tells you about, you know, that, that, that time I failed, tells you about my family, tells you about why I made the decision to do what I do, tells you about my fears, tells you about my mission. So you're learning a lot about me and my journey and why I'm doing this for you before I you know, just dump you in a general newsletter where you're not setting that context anymore. Because in your general newsletter, you don't have to tell all those stories anymore You know, because now they've gotten it. But imagine if someone gets in your general newsletter and they don't have the background on you. That's why I tell people, when someone gives you an email, this would change your life forever. I just literally did this with a major, major media company. I said, you're not telling your story. You're awesome, but you're just throwing them into a general newsletter where they're getting value, but they don't have any context yet. In marketing, context is everything. So I'd rather develop a story and rapport with them before throwing them in the general newsletter. It will change your open rates forever. They'll improve. Because if I just get in a general newsletter and every week I'm just getting the general stuff you're sending out, I don't get to hear your story. I don't get to learn about you. It's important. Okay, so now people say, um, what next, Brendan? Well, for me, I send out more autoresponders that do this exact same thing. Add value, make sales. Add value, make sales. Add value, make sales. I just have more products and programs than most people. And that's why I get to earn more than most people and reach more than most people. But here's the thing, it's not because I'm lucky. I got strategic about that. I was like, ooh, high performers are prolific in their career category. So what do I need to be prolific about? And I realized what was gonna make the difference in the future for me was I could see online courses becoming bigger and bigger. And I said, I'm gonna have more online courses than most people. So now I've got like 13 of them or something like that. And it's like, so when I only had one, that was fine. I, I, look, one thing can make you literally a million dollars. Like that's what happened to me. Like I had one brand that made a million dollars in a year. And I was like, wow. But then I was, and that one brand did, me, did well for me. Uh, and then I had two brands and then I had a good two or three years with just two brands, two things. Basically high performance academy and partnership seminar. And then I added experts academy. And as I added these things, it got bigger and bigger. So don't worry if you're just starting, just get one product and one campaign running so that it's making you money. And once it's making you money, spend more on it in your traffic so it makes you more money. 
And then when it kind of bottoms out, like you can, you, you see that your ad spend hits a certain frequency rate where, you know, it doesn't make any sense to spend more on it, then go, okay, let me build the next product or service to add onto that campaign. So it's okay if you start with one. But I tell everybody, look, if you don't have a product and you don't have a campaign, you don't have a business. You might be selling your time for money, but you don't have a business yet, okay? You're a hired gun, but you don't have a business. A business happens when you have revenue coming in consistently from product sales, and it's consistent, okay? So you gotta have that up and running. This would be it. Now the questions. Brendan, let's say I set up one of these, campaign one, and I set up two. Which ones do I spend at? In other words, what they're really asking is, Brendan, which ones work, okay? So here's some ways to think through all of that, okay? First and foremost, you need to think about your IROI. This means immediate return on investment, okay? That means immediate return on investment literally means same day, okay? So day zero, okay? Then you think about what many people would call a CROI. That means cash flow return on investment. That means that's a 30-day call out, right? Meaning in that same month, you're, you're spending money, you make it back. That's really important. So whichever ones meet those two criteria, those are the ones that you're focused on. Now, the art of this comes in, in the campaign. Here's the more evolved way to think about it. There's immediate ROI and cash flow ROI. There's also though, at some point, um, BROI to consider. And that's out at that, I would say 30 day plus, okay? What does BROI stand for? That stands for brand return on investment. What does that mean? This is now where, you know, if you, especially if you're starting, you need to make your money back within 30 or 60 days, okay? Clear, just, you have to, okay? But brand means exposure. This means, okay, how many views? How many people, right? In the traditional ad world, that might mean things like impressions. And now you can start to say, ask those types of questions. If you already have money, if cash flow and immediacy isn't important to you because you're just rich, which by the way, congratulations, I, by the way, that wasn't me. This was really important to me. Um, I didn't have any money, so I had to figure that out. But once I figured it out, you get to make more fun choices. That's why, you know, Fortune 500 companies with their marketing, they'll go and just completely, forgive the language, piss away money, because they can. They've got so much profitability. Like Apple right now, I'm like, you guys are screwing up. If any of my friends are watching this from Apple, man, you're screwing up. You should be spending so much more money on marketing because you can. Like you are not spending enough on straight up good old fashioned conversion and traffic. Like it's unbelievable. You've got over, what is it? I think it's $30 billion in cash. You're fools and you're losing because of it. You have the option of doing more BROI and you're not doing it well. And so that's a challenge. Most people just are going after impressions, but what I'm doing in our world, so if you're in the thought leadership space or the content space, 
you want to be thinking about, okay, what if you have two campaigns? They're both doing pretty good here. But for this one over here, let's say you set up campaign two and it has a lot of video and it's getting you a lot of video views, but less ROI. I would be like, can you stomach it? I mean, can your cash flow handle it? If it can, I'm like, go for BROI, right? Because maybe you can develop another product and more long-term campaign spend. But for now, BROI. So that's what I did with my YouTube channel as an example. I stopped letting anyone run any ads on my YouTube channel. And I said, I'm going to run ads on my own YouTube channel to my products and services. And I'm gonna run YouTube ads, not to other people's videos, but to my own videos so that I can get more people seeing my things. Now the immediate ROI when I first started that was horrible, just terrible. But I was getting more people seeing my YouTube channel and there wasn't any direct call to actions per se. There were you know, annotations they could click on today, more like cards, but it wasn't really bringing in a lot, but it was exposing me to a lot of people who I wanted to see my stuff. Does that make sense? So I made the decision I was like, I'm gonna use YouTube as a platform to get some more exposure to some of my things. It won't make me as much ROI as other campaigns, but I can do that now because I had other campaigns that were bringing it. So in terms of prioritization, especially if you're new, set up campaigns that make money as fast as possible, same day or within 10 or 15 days, okay? That makes it easier for you to manage cash flow. Remember, um, lots of billing cycles in the world are all set up on 30 day billing cycles. Facebook is usually the same, especially after a certain amount of spend. So it allows you a little playroom. That's why I want you to make sure you measure it not in 30 days. Remember, 15 deadline, 10 to 15 days. I want you to know halfway through that month where you're sitting a little bit, okay? It will help you spend more intelligently. And then imagine IRI, CROI, and BROI. Let those things make your decisions for you. Now, for those who are more experienced and that you have a service to provide where it is your, your, your time, maybe it's a group coaching program or one-on-one -on -one consulting or therapy sessions, or uh, they can come to more service-driven things where it's one time only, uh, a mastermind or a live event. Those now, now this gets funny. It's fun and funny too, because now it becomes Play-Doh. It becomes monopoly money. It don't matter because Let's say you measure out, let's say 100 people opted in, okay? And you got 10 people to buy something, okay? You did really great, meaning. You got 10% buyers, that's awesome in a 15-day cycle, okay? 10% buyers bought something. But let's say one of those people, five months later, gave you $5,000, right? They joined one of your elite programs, or they signed up, maybe that $5,000 wasn't one time, it was for the course of the year. They became a $5,000 lifetime value buyer, not just one-time buyer. Now, guess what? It changes the economics of this entire thing faster, way faster. So for those who are at the start of your career, or if you're developed, the long-term thinking is, I need a product or service that is high to your price point. Because the high to your price point stuff is high margin and it changes the entire structure. This is why you need a CRM, you know, a system to measure how much does a particular person who comes into your world give you, 
in terms of money in you know immediate or over the long term. As many of you know, we I recommend in this industry either Infusionsoft or Entreport for that. Those are the two main systems we recommend for the CRM side. For all of the technicality of running all of this in terms of pages or checkout uh, or even email or autoresponder type things, we use Kajabi for all that, uh, for those questions, okay? For those who are just starting out and you don't have a lot of evergreen or lots of products, just use Kajabi, okay? Um, once you get more advanced, use Kajabi plus Entreport, Salesforce, sales through campaign monitor, Entreport, we just use Infusionsoft. And then once you get really advanced, it'd be like Kajabi, Infusionsoft, and like Wicked Reports, so that you have reporting and better lifetime value through. But don't think you have to overspend on this stuff. I did all of my early career with WordPress, free, and PayPal, free. That's all I had, till I had some money. Then I had some more money, and of course, back then, if I had, could start over again, I would have just went with Kajabi because I was also spending an unbelievable amount of time, time value was off for building the pages. And I was also spending money for an email system. So we, we didn't have Kajabi back then. So that's why I'm so gung-ho for Kajabi on you. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in that company. So this is the way to think through some campaigns. Hey, it's Brendan. You know one question I never anticipated getting as the world's leading high-performance coach? It's, Brendan, what kind of car do you drive? I never anticipated getting that, but I drive a Range Rover Sport. I love this thing. You know, when you look at the Range Rover Sport, it, you just know it's, it's powerful, it's all-terrain, it's the thing in sporting luxury, but what a lot of people don't know is when you get in this thing, it's got this uh, like cockpit-like experience inside. It feels amazing to drive it. Inside, there's noise cancellation, there's cabin air purification, they have massage seats, literally. I mean, this thing is awesome. It's my favorite drive. It's got the power, the performance, the agility that someone like me who's really into high performance cares about. You can go build your own Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. Brendan, how do you deal with the frustration of learning these new systems. What I do is I wake up in the morning and during the morning, after I do my morning routines, I put on my adult pants and I remember that everything that's worthwhile is hard. And I remember that it's okay to struggle. You, you all know it from my performance, I honor the struggle. I'm just cool with the fact that's the reality. That's just it. Don't get upset about systems, ever. I remember there was one point early in my, in my relationship with my wife, I think uh, I was in Singapore for some business and they had upgraded me to like the presidential suite where like one of the presidents of the US had just stayed. It was unbelievable. It was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, I didn't know till later that, that uh, a, co a colleague had called in and, and did that for me, but I didn't know. Anyway, it was amazing. I was so excited about it. And we got up there and I was doing a, one of my first live conference calls. So a conference call where I was gonna teach something and sell something and a foreign country, lots of things. And I was very early in my career and my maturity. And 
the, the phone went dead. Now, I had literally maybe 30 people on the call. But these 30 people, I knew maybe one of them might buy something. It was a big deal, right? And so 30, 30 people, the phone stops working. And I can't figure it out. And I grab the phone. I'm like, shit. And I throw it. And it hits the wall. The receiver hits the wall. You know what a receiver is? It's, what they used to have is these phones where this was tethered with a thick wire to a base unit. Okay, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, but that's what it was. So I threw the handset that was tired. I hit the wall and it punched a hole in the wall and then hit the ground. And I was like, and of course my wife was like, what the heck? <laughs> well, guess what? That hole in that wall in that fancy hotel cost me enough money that even if I had sold 10% of the people on the line, I still wouldn't have been able to pay for it. So your frustration is always more expensive than being an adult and being peaceful with this. It's always gonna be hard, my friends. Deal with it, okay? Deal with it. If you have trouble with that and you don't have a meditative practice, get one. It saved my life too, okay? I want you to understand this. Your frustrations with the systems will always be there. There is no perfect system. That's why people get mad at me all the time. Well, Brennan, I bought this system or I tried PayPal or I tried Infusionsoft or Kajabi and it's hard. I'm like, yeah, what's your point? Everything's hard. If I tell you to go run, if you're trying to get healthy and I say, go run down the block, that's hard too. Like it just, but it's part of the process, honor that. Okay, um, Brendan, how do you uh, reach discipline in your life in all this creation? I don't, uh, my, I have, I'm terrible at discipline. Uh, but luckily discipline is bounded by your calendar. So my calendar tells me where to show up and what to do. Like I wouldn't, if this was a completely free day and like, what are you gonna do to Brandon? I wouldn't be like, I'm gonna serve my students on a live webcast. I'd be at Powell's bookstore up the street looking at esoteric weird old spirituality and you know, 90 year old personal development books. That's what I'd be doing. But my clock, my calendar says, here. It says Carla is coming, one of our mastermind members in the house. It says Jess is gonna be waiting there with the lights. I'm gonna show up. Let your calendar bound your discipline. Schedule your day. Get used to that. Entrepreneurs hate it. Thought leaders hate it. But that's why they also get left behind. They let too many days become random. And at the end of their life, they're like, why didn't I do anything with myself? And I'm like, it's not because you're a bad person. And it's not because you didn't have motivation. You had motivation, but your motivation had made you go do other things that didn't move the needle forward in your life. That's why you need to schedule yourself, creators. Kess asks, is $97 too high for an immediate sell? If you are selling anything that is make money, maybe not, okay? $97 and below, people have done it. Traditionally though, I would not recommend it. So to answer your question, Kess, I would say yes, $97 is too high for a first sale unless you have sold, let's say, over a thousand of those $97 things and you are such a good, if you've been marketing for five years and you've sold a thousand of them and you're so dialed in with your copy, dialed in with your conversions, and most importantly, you've mastered this part, not necessarily. If you are new, yes. Don't try to run an ad in the $97 thing if you are new. You need weaponry behind you, skill. Don't do it unless you're good. I, for most of you, I wouldn't ever allow a client, especially if they're new to marketing, to try to sell anything on their first sale over $29. And they just don't know copy yet. 
they don't know their customers yet. So if you're gonna go for, and again, this question, or I'm sorry, Kess's question was about the immediate sale. I would rather you spend your time getting emails and building a list and learning to build this out so that you know how to add value. Great question. Let's see, Danny's saying, as a golfer, how can I stand out and get people to buy with so much free content on YouTube? Danny, that will always be the case. I've got people who are live teaching tons of things. You'll have people who are teaching stuff live or free that's better than your stuff. That's okay. How do you get them to buy? You add tremendous value to them and you stay in front. See, yeah, people could go find everything on Google, but guess what? They're not searching. Guess what? They're opening their inbox. This is the most important thing in marketing ever. The most important thing to know. People buy what's in front of them. When you go into Target and you need a toaster and right there in front of you is 15 versions of a toaster, you don't go, well, gosh, maybe I'll drive to five other stores to see how much a toaster costs, unless you're my mom. Hey, mom. Um, but most people don't, especially in the modern world and especially online. People buy what's in front of them. Your job, get in front of them with your emails and your ads. Hope that helps. And then make a compelling case for why what you have has helped them and then add bonuses. In other words, make a better offer. Let's see, Patrick, best CRM for tracking fun customer analytics would be uh, the CRM in our industry for thought leadership space, Patrick, because I think that's what your question is, would be Infusionsoft paired with Wicked Reports. Infusionsoft paired with Wicked Reports. That's gonna give you the best amount of flow through data. Um, if you all want that tied together, um, if you don't want to do two systems like that, uh, Infusionsoft's good for CRM, but not a lot of the marketing funnel stuff. That's why you have to tie Wicked Reports or Google Analytics. So it gets kind of complicated, right? So now it's multiple systems. Wicked Reports, Google Analytics, Infusionsoft, and now your page builder, which might be like Kajabi. So now you're up to four systems. There are programs that are more comprehensive that could help with that, um, that might be able to handle all of that in one, including email. That would be something like sales, sale through or sales through? I can't remember. I think it's sale through. Um, I apologize, I can't remember how to spell it right now. Uh, sale through. And the second would be campaign monitor. Those would be a little bit more um, evolved, I would say, but uh, there's pros and cons. Check out their websites. Okay, great questions. Rowan asks, Brennan, I'm at Experts Academy and I just created my first online course. Thank you for that. Congratulations. Awesome. How would you sell a $97 six-week personal development course? I have Kajabi as well. Um, I would go into Experts Academy Roan, open up that online marketing section, and watch how to do a sales video. And that's exactly how I would sell it. Everybody watching this, if you're ever like, I don't know how to sell something, if you're not already in Experts Academy, please enroll in Experts Academy. But then just when you're in Experts Academy, go and just watch how to sell anything. The sales psychology is the same for everything you sell, always, forever. Don't violate it. If you miss it, if you violate it, then you miss the mental triggers that make them buy. So Don asks, how much content would be in a $20 course to get things started? Don, think about adding value five times, okay? So whatever that means. That mean, might mean five videos for you, and those five videos might just be literally five minutes long. 
Doesn't have to be very long. $29 could be, uh, uh, if it's a uh, PDF, it means I want you to teach five takeaways, five tips, five strategies. Just think of the rule of five when selling anything. And then the more you charge, the more deep you go into those five things, the longer they become, duration, and the more distinct it has to be in the marketplace as, as you add value. Okay, Kristen's saying, do you allow time in the email sequence for campaign one and campaign two for your immediate start, uh, uh, or do you start immediate start campaign number two? She's saying, if they did this, do I start them right into number two? I give them a seven day break between campaigns, okay? And remember, if that sounds like we're doing a lot, really not, so campaign one, the next week, I just add random value to them, whatever I want it to be. And then the next week, I go into the next sequence. Even if that next sequence starts with value, value, sale, I still always put something in between. We call that a buffer video, something in between that's related to my brand or my personal story, but not to a specific sequence or offer. Great question. Let's see. Uh, Coach Juan Zhu is asking, for a product about $1,500 US, I'm supposing, how many days is it good to give valuable content before you make the final sales? Same rule applies, 15 days. I always want you to, if you start a campaign and end a campaign, let me just set it for you. Now, some people would argue with me, and I'll, full disclosure, they could be right. But for my students and for what I recommend in the marketplace, including my Fortune 100 company work, I want a 15-day cycle for specifically cash flow reasons and basically because people move on. So what you might do to answer your question, um, coach, is you might do, think about three days, okay? They get a value piece, uh, day one. Three days later, another value piece. Three days later, another value piece, where what? Three, six days. Another value piece at nine days, okay? And then we start the offer close down sequence, meaning sales video deadline sequence, okay? Think about it that way. If you always stick to that rule, and you don't have to, you can extend it. Everybody can extend it, but I'm like, why? The market is okay, and even if you don't think it, you're like, oh, people will hate me if I, if I send an email every four days. I'm like, be wary of believing that your internal fears are market reality, okay? Millions of online marketers came before you, and they have done three and four day email sequences. Millions, and they all survived. I'm standing in front of you having survived doing it for 10 years. If people were really mad about it, they'd be downstairs protesting. They're not, they don't even care. Remember, 80% of people aren't even gonna open your email. So all of your insecurities, get over it. They don't care that much about you, with all due respect. Love you. okay, move on. See, I thought that was funny, but Carly didn't even laugh, I don't know. Some days you're on, some days you just didn't have enough green tea. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Let me tell you about my little pet peeve right now, outside of the business world. The personal development world has gotten into a lot of focus about people's individual psychology, and they're forgetting that exact thing, Sonia, add value, right? What makes people successful? Grit. I'm like, BS. Passion and perseverance, really? That's what makes people successful? How do you have an entire, and by the way, I love Angela Duckworth and I love the book Grit and I recommend it to everybody. I probably mailed it to you at some point. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But it is insufficient. Passion and perseverance without adding value into the marketplace means being a broke artist. 
That's all it means. You need to add value, add value, add value. Every one of these elements, I add value. Even the email sequence, closing it down the last 72 hours, I'm still addressing frequently asked questions. Brendan, what do I do if I'm afraid? And I answer that question and I teach a little bit. Even when I'm selling, I'm teaching, all right? Uh, Antoinette is asking, Brendan, how many people would you recommend having on your list before pitching your first product? Nine, uh, uh, $917 to $197 course. Thanks. Antoinette, I would recommend having one. One. Never wait to have a certain size audience to sell something. I, my first sell that ever happened on email happened when I had an email list of just under 300 people. Now, this is back in the glory days. Uh, there was no opt-ins really back then. Uh, I, I, at least I didn't know how to do that yet. I had a box, a shoebox, of all these business cards from all these conferences I'd gone to or from my coworkers. Uh, um, I had a, uh, a list serve that I was on from my college friends and my college graduates. My, my, this is before Facebook groups. They had like these things called like online forums. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I had those, and so I had all these contacts, and I just emailed them. And I was like, literally, maybe it was a third email. I'd email one value, another value, and the third one, I was like, hey, I got this. I'm always saying, value, 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 sale. Value, 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 sale. So it's not about how many people, it's about add some value, make your sale. Get into it, AI. What a great name. Antoinette Irene, I'll remember that one. Okay, let's see. Michelle O'Connor, what tools do you use or approach do you take to upselling at the checkout stage? Michelle, we use Kajabi, and Kajabi allows you to set up one-click upsells. Automated, easy, and here's why I tell everyone to use Kajabi, okay? You can create multiple upsells, and when you have multiple upsells, you can change them out by literally a drop-down box. So let's say you're offering a book. Well, you're gonna try to see which upsell works the best. So you might create like five different upsells just to see. Well, to change it, all you do is click, a drop-down box, drop box comes, you select that one, you change the copy, and hit publish. It's, go, it's, it's so easy, especially, I know my friends who are watching this, who remember when we used to have to code this stuff with like PHP? No one knows what that means anymore. Anyway, do you remember what I'm talking about? It was hard. I mean, I hated that double code and stuff. Okay, uh, Joe Lynn is asking, Brennan, but if you are not an expert at Facebook ads, do you recommend running ads to a free webinar opt-in that does lead to a sale on the webinar? And if so, do you recommend testing with a video first and then retargeting only those people who watch the video to send them to the webinar opt-in? Jolyn, no, it's not about being an expert in anything, ever. Never, here's a good rule of life. Never wait to be an expert to implement a strategy that you know works. Never wait to be the expert to implement the strategy. Like I wasn't an expert at doing online launches, but I saw people were doing them. I said, let's get in the mix. Just get in the mix. You don't have to know every single move, right? Imagine if a football player, just timing of the year, imagine if a football player said, coach, I can't go in and execute that play because I don't know what these other people are gonna do. The coach would be like, what? And they would kick you in the butt like, what do you mean? That guy over there, your quarterback, is gonna throw the ball up the left. Go! What, what do you, what? No, you'll never know what everyone else is gonna do. You're never gonna go know which move, how to do that. You don't know until you're in the game. It's why I just said in my previous broadcast today, 
You'll never know your full potential capabilities until you enter the unknown with belief. Just got to get in. Just get in. That's all. Facebook ads, especially. I'm telling you, so many people are so scared of Facebook ads. And I'm like, it's nothing to be scared of because you can turn it off. Like set a budget, spend it, see if it worked. If it didn't work, ask, why didn't it work? Now experiment, change the headline, change the video, change the price. See if that works. Just keep tweaking until it works. We spend all our days in my business trying to figure out how to make these campaigns better. We've got a lot of dogs, they don't work. And I never get mad when it doesn't work. I don't get scared when it doesn't work. Even when I was starting, a lot, 90% of what I did when I started didn't work. 10% did. And I said, okay, let's do more of that and keep skating to where the future is going to be, which is still and continues to be for you, video. Okay, Darnell just asked, hey, Brendan, how would you do a campaign with a $7 PDF, a $30 book, a $4.95 online course, and a $29 membership subscription? Well, what I would do is I would drive people through traffic, Facebook ads, to a $7 sales page, okay? Whether that sales page is video or text, doesn't matter, but they can read it or watch it, click to check out and give me some monies, okay? From there, I would upsell the $30 book as a one-click upsell. If they didn't take the upsell later, I'd keep bringing them back to that offer for the $30. Say, hey, look, you bought the $7 thing, but you haven't got the $30 thing, dude, okay? Then I'd add a three-part value sequence, video, 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 leading up to that $4.95 online sale. I would follow the Experts Academy launch sequence to do that. Then after, and I'm assuming you're already leading this, Darnell, after they've been through that $4.95 online course, I downsell that $29 membership subscription because the best time to get a membership subscription is after they saw a premium priced course. So they saw you offer something at 200 bucks, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, 5,000 bucks. Then sell something cheap. And they'll be like, oh, I couldn't afford that. Thank you for this, right? That is a great way to do it. Also, then, so that's the sequence, Darnell. Now I would cycle them through all of that again via email. Meaning, okay, they went through one time. Now, did they not buy? The, uh, you know, the, the $30 book, send an email to that $30 book. Do they not buy the $49 online course? Send them an email, get them back in that role. Like I try to cycle back into those things that maybe they didn't see or they skipped with my non-click strategy, but you get the idea. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me. 
503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm going to change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy. I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language. Earn. To earn the gifts we've been given. To earn the life that we want. To work for it. To strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're going to get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot. You'll be motivated and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast.